0: This podcast will cover several different types of lipases and they're classified based on their location first and then uh, some of their key functions uh, and activity. The first class of lipases are located in the lumen of the small intestine and they are primarily involved in the digestion of dietary lipids. There are three important lipases involved in digestion. The first one is called pancreatic lipase, which is a triacylglycerol lipase involved in the digestion of triacylglycerol from the diet. It produces monoacylglycerol from tri- triacylglycerol and two fatty acids the second digestive lipase is phospholipase A2 and it's specific for the digestion of phospholipids to produce lysophospholipids and a fatty acid third type of lipase is cholesterol esterase which is specific for dig- breaking down cholesterol esters into cholesterol and a fatty acid. Along with bile salts the digested lipids are integrated into a structure known as a micelle which allows that my cell to fuse with the intestinal mucosa and abs- uh, allow those latter cells to absorb the digested lipids into the uh, cytoplasm of that intestinal cell. The second type of lipase that is also quite important is extracellular as well in that it is located or associated with the endothelial wall and it has access to the lumen of the bloodstream or blood vessels and can access chylomicrons and very low density lipoproteins in circulation. This lipase is designated lipoprotein lipase and its function is to break down triacylglycerol found in the lipoprotein particles I just mentioned and access the fatty acids, allow access to fatty acids released from these triacylglycerols so the tissues can either use them or store them lipoprotein lipase is regulated by insulin specifically insulin increases the expression of this enzyme associated with the endothelial wall The importance of lipoprotein lipase is that it is the major lipase that allows the tissue to access circulating triacylglycerols from the diet or from the liver and uh, uptake the fatty acids uh, into uh, the surrounding tissues. Based on their locations, the previous two types of lipases discussed are considered extracellular, one being the first type being present in the lumen of the small intestine and the second type being associated with the endothelial wall exposed to the lumen of endothelial cells. There are two types of lipases, important lipases, that are intracellular, meaning they are present inside the cell, either associated with the cell plasma membrane or are soluble inside the cells. The first type of lipase is designated hormone-sensitive lipase. And this is predominantly present in adipose tissue it is a very important lipase in that it can trigger the lipolysis of stored triacylglycerol for example during a fasting state hormone sensitivity refers to the fact that this hormone sensitive lipase is activated by epinephrine binding to the beta adrenergic receptor on the cell surface of adipocytes following a cascade of post receptor events this hormone sensitive lipase is activated due to phosphorylation by a protein kinase Called protein kinase A. As a consequence hormone-sensitive lipase gets activated and will start breaking down triacylglycerols stored in adipocytes. The three fatty acids and glycerol released from adipocytes due to the action of hormone-sensitive lipase are then released into the bloodstream, transported through binding to serum albumin and will be picked up by various tissues including the liver that will pick up fatty acids and glycerol. The second type of intracellular lipases are phospholipases. And there are two general types of phospholipases that are very important inside uh, the cell. Those are phospholipase C and phospholipase A2. Phospholipases are in general quite specific for unique phospholipids, for example, Phospholipase C is, there is a phospholipase C that is specific to a a phosphoenositide called phosphatidyl inositol-4-5-bisphosphate or abbreviated PIP2. The activation of phospholipase C towards PIP2, for example, is dependent on the activation of at least one type of receptor, the alpha 1 adrenergic receptor that is activated by epinephrine or norepinephrine. The consequence of activating phospholipase C through the alpha 1 adrenergic receptor is to break down. PIP2, the substrate, and produce two important second messengers initially, diacylglycerol and inositol trisphosphate. Inositol trisphosphate released into the cytoplasm can trigger the release of calcium stored in the endoplasmic reticulum and therefore calcium inside the cytoplasm also rises as a consequence of activating phospholipase c the three second messengers produced through the activation of phospholipase c will have uh, a a several uh, trigger a cascade of events that Produce a variety of cellular responses. The second type of intracellular lipase is designated phospholipase A2. And again, phospholipase A2 uh, is specific for specific phospholipids, a specific head group in phospholipids, among which is the lipid uh, we mentioned before PIP2. Phospholipase A2 is specific for the two position of the phospholipid glycerol backbone. It will hydrolyze the fatty acyl chain associated with this with the two position and release a fatty acid and a lysophospholipid the activation of phospholipase A2 is a G protein coupled receptor mediated event that means specific extracellular stimuli will stimulate a unique G protein coupled receptor to activate phospholipase A2 if in the second position of many phospholipids you will find the fatty acyl chain arachidonic acid. By activating phospholipase A2, arachidonic acid is released into the cytoplasm of cells. And the released arachidonic acid is the precursor for the synthesis of various inflammatory molecules, the eicosanoids, including prostaglandins, thromboxanes, and leukotrienes. The previous four lipases discussed uh, were chosen because of their unique locations and unique functions. That is not to say that there are many more Uh, additional lipases with unique uh, and important functions in the cell as well.